irreverent, entertaining, cool. You're listening to LA Talk Radio. You're listening to All About Guitar with Jeff Woro, only on LA Talk Radio. instrument. It has developed into an incredible voice in today's music. So many types of guitars, so many styles of playing, all sorts of gear. How does one make their voice be heard as a guitarist? My name is Jeff Floro and welcome to All About Guitar where we talk tone, we talk technique, we talk gear. Where we discover how we can become better musicians in a world of constantly changing technologies. Where we take a good look at everything guitar. And sometimes not exactly guitar, but just as important. So we can be more successful as a musician in today's music scene. So sit back and relax, and let's explore All About Guitar. Good evening, everybody. Welcome to All About Guitar. It's always great to have friends come back and be on the show, and we got a bunch in here. We got a pretty full house. Uh, I want to welcome back Lori. It's been a while. You've been pretty busy. Yeah, it's been a while. And it's good to have you back. And. uh also, uh, my guest and the whole band is here, uh, Bill. Bill Champlin was on my show before, and it was always, it's a pleasure to have you back. It's just great to see you. Thank you, Jeff. And he, uh, actually, I'm going to pan you center now because you're talking. Yeah, I should be in the center. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> so, Sounds like band practice. I want to talk about sinners <laughs> in the center. <laughs> All right, let me put you in. I, it doesn't make any difference. I'm used to being on the on the right or the left. Or there we go. I'm just going to put the vocals in there. In the middle. In so, the middle. <laughs> he had come on before, and we had talked about um, his career and also the Sons of Champlin, uh, which I'm going to do a little sidetrack here in the back, hiding in the back over there. He's the guitar <laughs> player. He's, he's played with the Sons of Champlin. Uh the uh, I want to welcome Carmen Grillo. He's been on the show too. I've yes. had him on, and great guitar player. Uh, it's great to have you come and just hang with us for a little bit. I know he's going to leave a little in a, in a little while, but yeah, the uh, minute we start talking, yeah, minute we start But I want to introduce the rest of the band of of Wonderground and uh, the very lovely Tamara Champlin. It's great to have you on. By the way, Hi. Carmen was the best man at our wedding. That's, That's how long. Very cool. Know. Very cool. It's been what and, six, seven years? Something. God dang. <laughs> <laughs> Zero. <laughs> Zero. And also, Gary Falcone, it's uh, it's a pleasure to have you here. This is your first time here. You're yeah. a newbie. Yeah, I'm delighted. And also, Carmen was my best man. <laughs> <laughs> he is just the best man. He's the best man. I think you were his best man a few times. <laughs> Whoa. Whoa. Yeah. Finnegan, Finnegan one time was playing You are so beautiful <laughs> At Steve Stills' wedding And I said, man, that sounded really great He says, yeah, it does every, every time <laughs> It works every, every time Every time I do it <laughs> Wow Anyway, it's it's great to have everybody here And what I want to do real quick first is just tell us a little bit. We had heard this, the 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 great music from Sons of Champlin. What you've done, yeah. um, what's the concept? You're behind? the one that heard it. That, well, no, we heard it on the show. We played. Oh, okay. I played all those clips. Somebody said you... there was one person out there that actually heard that record or any of those. Okay. No, 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 no. We did. I'm yanking your chain. Go ahead. <laughs> but anyway, I want to just. Um, What's the different the concept behind Wonderground and just a little bit is it you know the differences so they get a feel of what the band's about as opposed to the other one? Well, Wonderground, I mean, if it was just me and I, I had a, and I just had my own kind of forward motion, I usually tend to lean toward an R and B thing, which is really kind of more where the Suns has always been at. 
there's you know there's been all kinds of different music, even some folky kind of stuff. But it's always had a real sort of R and B feel. When I started working with Gary, Gary was kind of steeped in Prague mm-hmm. and, uh, and and more of a, a European and real yes. shredding guitar kind of world. And I went, well, okay, I'm in. Count me in. It's it's really fun. So I mean. I'm I'm the guy who you know in his mid sixties discovers ACDC. <laughs> you know what I mean? I just, all of a sudden I went, whoa, wow, this is really cool. You know, <laughs> that rhythm player who was you know Malcolm dead in the in the middle of a drummer was swinging hard. It's a little, you know, it ain't it ain't exactly you know Earth Wind and Fire or Sly and a Family mm-hmm. Stone, but it's some really cool music. So I mean, it was kind of for me, it sort of opened up opened me up to a whole other way of looking at mm-hmm. stuff. And I've spent a lot more time on guitar to the point where I started. What do, we were going to do is, Sam and I were doing a couple of duet gigs in Washington. I went over to the piano and I realized I really suck. <laughs> I got to practice. <laughs> That's I mean, so I, I spent so much time on guitar that my keyboard playing went down. At least piano playing. Organ is probably pretty cool, but piano was like, oh man, I got to jump on this a little bit. <clears throat> I'm real lazy. We, you know, we've got a, a close friend of ours, Will Champlin, our son, mm-hmm. who's an amazing piano player. And whenever I need real serious keyboard stuff, he's like, oh, Will. <laughs> you know, well, in, in lieu of rent, how about that? <laughs> <laughs> well, let me, um, let me play something real quick. I'm going to have you guys also, they're going to play live in studio tonight, which is a real treat. But I want to go ahead and play something. I think I'm going to go ahead and play uh, Love Knows. And it kind of gives you an idea of, of the the way they arrange and stuff. Um, what I want everybody to take a listen to when they're listening to the clips is how the there's a lot of rhythm guitar parts. There's little parts doing little things, and they kind of counterpoint each other. And it's really cool. I mean, it's some great, tasty stuff. So, uh, And then there's a good lead in here, too. And, and again... I'm just playing a segment of the song. The, the the main thrust of the song, and I think of the group too, is it's got a really strong vocal. It, I mean, the the your vocals are just killer. Now I'm focusing on the guitar parts, but you'll hear some of the vocals. But it's just uncanny. The harmonies are just killer. So uh, let's go ahead and play this one. So this is Love Knows. Take a listen to this, and then we'll talk a little more. apologize carmen i don't have any more headphones this track this this track i i love those breaks those breaks are so cool so tight why don't you tell them how we cut that well we're in the studio and i forgot what the first song was that we cut Uh, oh yeah it was popcorn okay so yeah Yeah. no 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 it it doesn't matter whatever we're doing an instrumental but burley was there and dean was there Burley Drummond from Ambrosia, mm-hmm. Dean Cortez from Hiroshima, mm-hmm. and um, Bill just started playing this song. Um, he wrote it in the studio. Um, on the date. On the date, <laughs> and we recorded it. 
on, at, at the same time. And that bridge, I mean, is amazing. And, you know, that that wasn't there until the last freaking second. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, you just... It was just one of those ones where it was just, a, you know, it was creative, and we went for it. We yeah. jumped on it. Yeah. Yeah, you know, <laughs> that says like, well, we're in rehearsal, but what the hell? Here we go. Let's jump on this thing and make it work. It know? was magic in the studio, you know, yeah. guys yeah. hanging out in the studio yeah. and Bill writing. Hey, Bleeding Secrets is one of the first times I've ever I've ever done a tune where the whole band's part of the writing. That's right. Yeah. All of us. Yeah. It makes a difference. I mean, you can well, hear we the looking, energy of all the guys playing yeah, at once. On that particular day, the day we did Bleeding Secrets, we had Alan on, the, on mm -hmm. drums. Uh, Dean I think Cortez. Dean was on bass. And uh, and we were looking for we we'd done popcorn uh, uh, that's uh, what, what do you call it uh, uh, an instrumental thing which, yeah. which turned out to be really fun it's not on the record it's on the uh, bonus tracks in mm -hmm. Japan and, and Dean then, had that song had huh? that idea for Blaze. Dean actually had the idea for the do 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 thank you Dean da 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 and I just you know he says hey what do you think of this you know and I, I was we had written a shuffle like another right. Another thing, and and I just looked at Gary and said, you know, Dean's got a really cooler idea. Let's write this on the spot. So we wrote it on the spot. Everybody was right on it, and it ended up being, you know, the, well, the title lyrics. song of the record. Huh? Not the lyrics. Well, not the lyrics. You know, that me and Tamara jumped on the lyrics a little later on. But I mean, just in terms of the track and where it was coming from. Yeah. No, but it's amazing. Tamara actually wrote I hear the that. whole track. <laughs> she I wrote, know where she's she wrote the, from. <laughs> she wrote the strings and the wah wah bassoon part. <laughs> They wow. kind of they kind of got lost in the mix. <laughs> I like that wah wah bassoon. The wah wah bassoon. Oh yeah, <laughs> Tam's known for arranging with yeah. the wah wah bassoon. Write the whole song there. <laughs> she needs that credit. You, you, you forgot to give her that credit <laughs> for the wah wah bassoon. Wah wah bassoon. Wah -wah -bassoon. Yeah. Next printing. We couldn't fit it in. <laughs> now, are you doing the keyboards? Yeah, I played keys. Because those Hammond the, comps are really cool. Yeah, I played the piano. I, this is on which song? Love Knows, right? Yeah. yeah. Yeah, we called it Coke Horror for some odd reason. Why? I don't know. <laughs> Love Knows. There you go. But uh, uh, so, uh, yeah, I played piano on the on the basic, get it going. And then uh, I think I did all the, all the buzz saws. Uh, so you did the, you did the, the distorted. Uh, yeah, all the distorted guitar. So what did you use? I think I was using uh, I think I was using my uh, my French guitar the uh, uh, into a the the producer or the the guy that owned the studio uh, Francesco had this really cool about the size of a twin and this amp was swinging hard man I just you know I had a I had all kinds of foot pedals and stuff didn't use any of them I just turned it up a little bit and cover wham just it gets for, a great distortion really cool distorted sound without being Marshally and too big it was. Really, kind of defined. Well, you it. have more than one guitar there, if I'm correct. I stack everything. Yeah, and it and it, it doesn't get too out of control because. Well, I what's mean, cool is the more for me, the more you double it. I mean, usually if I'm doing hard guitars, I'll do four of them, and then what happens then is you can put them, you can bring them down, and they don't kill the rest of the mix, but they're still very well, right, very right. much there. If you have one, you got to have it kind of up with the singer and stuff like that. What's cool about doing it that way, you can spread them out on the left and right. Even if there's only two of them, you can still put them left right. and right, and you got all this room inside for you know things like songs and singers, and you know it lays into the track and more, you know yeah. bass drum, which is really what this whole thing's about. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> Man, it's a nice song. It's a great vehicle for a bass drum. <laughs> <laughs> now, uh, Gary, what were you using? I was using this uh, a Strat with the Seymour Duncan. Um, hold it, hold the guitar up. pickups treble pickups go ahead and hold the so guitar up crazy. they would be uh, pickups <laughs> two single coils and a Seymour Duncan um whatever the hell it is. humbucker humbucker thank you, you. That's what it is. yes and uh, a 1973 Marshall uh, super lead 100 oh nice yeah and that's that's all I used I plugged this straight into the amplifier and that's the sound of the solo now, a lot of the stuff on the album we recorded at my house and just using guitar rigs, mm -hmm. right? It's a pretty cool thing. I found some, you know, we found one the other day that's like, <coughs> sounds yeah. more like an amp. Yeah, yeah. We, and, you know, usually they sound a little weird, but we go ahead and reamp them in Marshall. Go into the studio, and, uh, and Pete Dorado, who's the, who's the engineer at Gary's studio, uh, can just reamp the stuff, put it through the Marshall, and we can get that real Marshall sound on, on the original. That's why I, I, I've made the mistakes of leaving... 
you know, say stacks of six, you know, six wire choir guitars and mm-hmm. delay on all each track. <laughs> Whoops, wrong move. Yeah. You know, so I had it on uh, on what song? Oh, on they don't make them like they used to. I had it. I had to get you to replay it all flat, and then bust it out to a reverb yeah. and do whatever you want with delays, but but not each one as it goes down. See, I'm engineering myself. I shouldn't be. It's not a good thing. <laughs> but, you know, layering all those guitars, I'm just going to nudge you a little bit. You're all set up for surround sound. You should do a surround mix on some of this. It's great. Bad idea. It's great. No, you ha- all of this stuff is... Uh, oh, I stack it. I, we, there's we so many parts, and you, it's just parts. interesting to hear all that. Well, now, you know, you get rhythms, you get buzz. Buzz saws, I think, just, they serve the... You look at it as an orchestration. They serve the purpose of a cello or low mm-hmm. baritone horns or trombones. I hate to use the T word, but trombone. And uh, what is a trombone player? The first thing he says when he goes to the vocal mic, would you like fries with that? Anyway. Knew uh, <laughs> it was coming. Anyway, I always find that those buzzsaw kind of things, it, it, just in terms of really orchestration, they really cover those kind of low parts, bass doubles and all that kind of thing. Really cool thing. Now, before we go into some more of the music, I just want to get a little bit to get into the background so to give people an idea the amount of talent in this group. So I want both uh, Tamara and Gary to talk a little bit about their backgrounds and because you guys have done some pretty amazing things, in my opinion. Wow. See, well, well, once you ask somebody, then you forget everything. <laughs> What's that? <laughs> Everything you did. Well, I happen to have your thing over here. <laughs> I'm not letting you get away with that. So, well, let's start with Tamara first. Ladies first. It's Tamara, actually. Tamara? Yeah. Okay. I'm sorry. Uh, the uh, So you've played with some pretty amazing people. As a background singer for Elton John, Leon Russell, Blues Brothers. That should have been, that must have been interesting. Yeah, I was one of the blues bitches. <laughs> <laughs> But it was, it, was, it was, was with Sam Moore and Dan Aykroyd at the time and mm-hmm. and all that stuff. It was you and Lynn Scott. Lynn and, uh, Scott and Brenda, Brenda Russell. Russell. Yeah. And, yeah. Funny, they were doing, a, uh, they were opening some restaurant or something. And the, no, and the, it was the um, New York Hollywood Stock. It, yeah, it was, it was a Hard Rock Cafe. Yeah. Stock was going public and 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 they were doing the offering. And so the, there was a opportunity to go to the new, uh, the American Stock Exchange. Yeah. So the Blues Brothers were playing the American Stock Exchange. I'm in Tokyo, Japan, dealing with jet lag. Jeturagu. I'm, just, I'm <laughs> in my eyes, and I'm, it's really early in the morning. I turn on the TV, and there's Tamara. On CNN. With a, you know, with a big close-up on Tamara. I'm going, well, no, this is rare. <laughs> Work fine. But you also, in, in it mentions also, too, you co-wrote songs in, with the Doobie Brothers, Rita Coolidge, Chicago, Paul Rogers. Did you, um, let me ask you a little bit of, in terms of that, the vocal arrangements. How did those, because th- they have some pretty good stacked vocals in there, in those groups too. Well. Did you have a lot of say I in think, that? I think what, whatever I wrote with them, they would just, I would, I think they covered my songs. I didn't write with any of, really any of, well, I wrote, we wrote with, with uh, Tommy Johnson for the, yeah, for, Doobie uh, Brothers I think it was a sibling, sibling. But mostly to write really. lyrics and things with those. On she those. wrote a, a song called Higher Ground. Yeah, Higher Ground. And then and and uh, the Chicago song with Bethlehem. Bill and I wrote Bethlehem, those lyrics and stuff. Mostly what I would do is write the lyrics on those songs. And and if they were somebody was doing one of my tracks, it was something that I cut and I just stacked, I either stacked it or they were, I produced oh, okay. it at home myself and they would cover it. But um, so when you oh, well, let me turn it back to the band. So when you guys are doing your own stuff, who does the vocal arrangements? Bill. Okay. That's do what he says. That's how I. That's how I. Pretty much how I paid for the the, the microphone we're singing in. No, I mean it's because it, he's kind of good at this. The arrangements are just un, uh, it's just great. Oh, thank you. Now hold on, we didn't forget. Oh. You're you're trying to sneak out, but you're not going to sneak out. <laughs> So you've played with a bunch of people too. So uh, you had uh, you worked with yes, Rod Stewart, Alice Cooper, Celine Dion, The Starship, uh, Randy Newman. Yeah, yeah, I remember them. <laughs> you remember? Them. Do they remember you? Yeah, and actually, I actually did some arranging for Yes as well. Vocal, really? Vocally, yeah, on the Union record. Oh, okay. Um, uh, 
it was me and Ian Lloyd that did a lot of the backgrounds on that record. Oh, okay. But which section of Union was it the... the uh... Well, I, I was hired to do Bruford, Wakeman, Howe, and whoever. And, okay. And whoever, Anderson. It's guitar or vocal, <laughs> vocal arrangement. Because the album was yeah. like two factions. There was, yes. there was Trevor... Oh yeah, and, and then we put them all together. Because, yes, not yes. I think was what yeah. people were calling. Yeah, <laughs> the, 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 they wouldn't release the yes record because John Anderson's voice wasn't on it. They wouldn't release us because the, the name wasn't yes. So they just combined all the tracks. Most of the tracks are what we cut, but um, yeah, it, it was just an amazing experience because I'm a super yes fan. Mm-hmm. Me too. Love them. <clears throat> yeah. So. I got to see that tour. There was nine of them on stage. Wow. Two drummers, two keyboardists. Didn't, uh, didn't uh, Luke and the Toto go out with them this last year? I think so. Yeah. yeah. That had to be an amazing night of music. Well, that, that 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 wasn't the yes. That that was not John Anderson. I saw that show. Uh, yeah, that's the, the newer. But yeah. they had somebody up in that range? Yeah. 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 He, the kid did a good job. Good. Yeah, some great music in that in that particular yeah. night. I mean, yeah. between Toto, and you him. could sing that stuff, Gary. Well, that's why they hired me. Yeah, because I was and the producer would stop me and said, "This is not a Coke commercial. You need to sound like John Anderson." Oh wow! Well. So um, I was well, okay. Turns out with it that. was a Coke commercial. It was. I, I, <laughs> that would have paid a lot more. I, I would have told you. <laughs> <laughs> so okay. Besides, yes. What were your influences? Let's get a little bit into your background musically. Oh, you know, um, Child of the 60s, Hendrix, um, Traffic, uh, mm. you know, all, all those bands from that era. Um, well, we just saw Procol Harum a little while ago. That was insane. That's great. Gary Brooker's amazing. Oh, he my God. still sings like a bird. Our whole band, it was Danny Seraphin at CTA, our whole band was in tears. I think every musician in there yes. was musician in tears. In the and it was all musicians. We in mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. It was every band that was on this that cruise mm-hmm. and everybody was in there to see them yeah. when they performed and it was seeing Mark Mania and and, and, came uh, and Mark Mania and sobbing Joey, on Joey they were they're walking up the stairs <laughs> in this theater just sobbing. it was beautiful it was just amazing you know I mean Gary just nailed it he's such a great singer yeah no, he's, uh, he's... I want to shoot him <laughs> <laughs> no I mean it's, I love him to death always have well, let me go ahead and play another clip. Uh, I'm going to play Genius because it's a nice funky groove. And again, the rhythm guitars. There's a lot of guitars going on in here. And I have the lead in there too. It's great. But the uh, I noticed too, we'll talk a little bit about this because there's two bass parts. There's the synth bass and then the, there's a slap bass. I just, had, I just had George kind of put some slap stuff over it. A lot of people have done that before. Okay, so he just... Boom, boom, boom. Do you... Boom, boom, do you, boom, 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 boom. But that, you know, there's something about that synth moog thing that when it sometimes when it hits. It's so he's just doing like fills. He's so just filling, yeah. He's just doing that. Yeah. So let's go ahead and George play a, that. George this is one of the best in, in ever. This is uh, genius. We were just surviving when love was doing the driving. And all we had was what we had to share. George actually doubles the bass, and it, it gets it's like a tractor coming in. That you. that Moog bass just punches. <laughs> it's punchy. It's just a, a stock stock Moog uh, in the trillion uh, 
plug in. It's really cool. I did most of the guitars on it. Gary did most of some of the blues fills. And so stuff. you have these. You have this kind of a clean guitar with a slight chorus. Oh yeah. You're playing that, and then there's another one that's doing like a bass double, a, a strum or something. It's like so you hear the here. Go ahead and show us what it's like. Anything but. up an octave from the bass yeah just to add a little bit of definition now you're using a strat there yeah it's my old, it's old that strat. cheap little black strat off the sam ash wall 20 years ago and that was was that director did you use an amp i was using a uh, guitar rig. <coughs> oh guitar rig okay it's really clean it's really yeah. good there's a few things that i've i've got a, a an old tweed uh deluxe it's pretty sweet and sometimes i'll break out a three three thirty five or three forty five it's not stereo, so it's really a 335 with a knob that does nothing. <laughs> and uh, I'll use that, just put the, put the vocal mic in front of it and just record it. It's something sweet about that old amplifier, just for rhythm things. Yeah. I think we used it for uh, uh, Lavender Moon I used on rhythm guitar. Yeah. I, did that. I don't know, we have on CWF, and Peter went, what kind of <laughs> plug-in is that? I said, well, I plugged into an old deluxe and put a microphone mm -hmm. in front of it. I'm not a great engineer. That's that's where I, you know. Well, you're getting good tone out of that. Usually, any anytime something's happening, it's it's really good. It's usually we'll take it. To, it'll either be Pete Dorado over at Gary's studio, or it'll be uh, 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 Alan Hertz mm -hmm. who played drums on almost all of this. Oh, really? Burley Drummond did a lot, but Alan Hertz was a great <laughs> drummer. He was with Scott Henderson and Mike Landau and a yeah. lot, of, lot of different things. Alan's amazingly talented drummer and one of the best mixers I've ever heard. Mm -hmm. I mean, he really has, he's got the gear that makes, you know, here's what it sounds like now. Pushes one button, it's like, whoa, <laughs> dig that, you know. When you hear the how how much bottom is on the on the, on the bass parts. On well, that, that song especially, like you, if, if you listen through headphones, you can hear it. It's yeah, funny. there's very little Fender bass on the whole record. I did mostly keyboard bass. Uh, if it wasn't a Moog sound, it was a, it was a, a bass sound. I, I think I have one thing where it's like full range. Fender, uh, four-inch Fender, and I think it's a, a bisonet. You know, oh, okay. Yeah. Bill bisonet. did do the guitar solo on that song. Oh, you did? So yeah, you're doing all those... Da! It's so beautiful. It blew me away what he did. Now, was that was that guitar rig, too, or did you use the... All the, rig, yeah. Oh, okay, so all the, the, all the blowout guitars, too. Oh, yeah, everything. The, the guitar, the little licks and fills are really cool. Well, that, see, now that's cool. Oh, now you're confusing me. <laughs> I, I had nothing else to do, so he did the guitar solo. So at the end, he said, "Well, the solo is really more of a solo lead. <laughs> it's beautiful. It's yeah. it's just a great piece. The yeah. way it's, it's against the against the really cool changes. Yeah. A, right. a lot of what the the Wonderground stuff is about is when we go to guitar solos. Other than maybe two, maybe three songs on the record, I'll write new sections for the guitar. Right. So, so we can tell a story in another key. Like, mm -hmm. like look at the, the thing that happened with uh, Love Knows. We went to that thing. I just kind of happened on it in the studio. And, and then Gary went, ooh, 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 <laughs> that. What was that? <laughs> I said, okay, well, let's follow that up. And that's where we ended up, you know, having a whole other session for a guitar. Yeah. Which is really cool because, you know, it's, I, I guess maybe I get bored and I want to change it up. Mm -hmm. The guitar solo on... Uh, uh, Light up the night is insane, beautiful, really, really cool guitar solo. Thank you. Yeah, no, all of the stuff's really tasty. There's just, and and whether it's plugins or real amps, you're getting the tone. The tone is great. Well, lately we've been on the new stuff that we're doing the next record. We're reamping a lot of a lot of the hard guitars. It just kind of sounds better with the room and that that old Marshall of yours. Moving it's air, just, yeah. physics. It's yeah. physics. It's yeah. just the nature of it. Yeah, it's not just the sound, but you're getting some push on it. 
Um, let me know. I know you have a little bit of a tickle right now. Mm-hmm. I was going to have you guys, if you're ready to sing, let me know. Otherwise, I'll go ahead and play another clip. Go ahead and play another one. <laughs> okay. What I'm going to do is I'm going to play, this is one of my favorite cuts. This is a pretty involved arrangement. This is Imaginary Friend. And we'll talk about the different guitars. There's there's 12 strings. And um, at the end of this clip is a string quartet right. playing. And then there's a classical guitar. And listen in it's, it's this guitar here. It's that guitar. So listen to the, because he's doing these really, it's not very complicated, but the classical guitar playing against the 12 strings, it's a really cool thing yeah. that's going on there. There's a, the interaction, and it kind of shows what I'm talking about, that type of, the way you arrange where the counterpoint between the guitars, it really kind of makes it, it makes it much more interesting yeah. to listen to. So let me go ahead and play Imaginary Friend. Here we go. Reminded of you, a touch of a hand takes me to Neverland. Beyond new and old, so fearless and bold. Oh my! Every dream can come true. Every day's a new start if you follow your heart. You'll never grow old. Never do as you're told. Safe and sound, we'd sail away. Time always turns around. Love has found me once again, just like an old familiar friend, waiting just around the bend. Wait for today. I love your breaks because you do like okay, bum da dum dum, and you're right ready to go. Okay, so you can go back to the verse, and then you just throw this extra. (laughs) You know what's kind of weird is Burley hit the drum fill in the wrong place, and it was one of those magic things that I just went fuck. Keep that. (laughs) I'm loving this. (laughs) We wrote it that way. (laughs) (laughs) I'm just I'm loving how this is working. So I said, let's see if we can get as much of that Phil Collins. Yeah, he's hitting. So we dug around forever trying to make that happen, you know what I mean? And uh, and actually, Alan kind of ended up. It's a nice touch right after all of the strings, and then all of a sudden you just get this. It's just rude. Yeah. Boom, ba boom, ba boom, yeah. and then into the song. And there's in the in the second verse, there's these boom, which you know I had Burley play on the on the toms, but then I went around and found a bunch of other samples of some <laughs> boom, you know, these really big yeah. things, and I just put them on top of it so that when he hit the tom toms, it was like. Tom Tom, <laughs> yes, yeah, big giant thing, and and those are just that's all just tricks, you know. I mean, oh no, but it sounds great. I mean, what it's makes got a lot of what bottom. makes really cool records. I know our our son Will is like an Ableton freak, and he's doing all these crazy things. But man, when he goes for a trick, it's tr- it's so cool. It's just something like, oh my god, where did that come from? He said, well, I made it with my voice, and then I just washed it out and made it this great thing. And the next thing you know, it's like. 
Barry White or, you know, James Earl Jones is on this little record. You know, <laughs> wow, take that, you know. Now, you were just saying we were when we were listening to the clip, the part I thought was classical guitar. That's a keyboard? That's actually, I, I, we were we were doing some keys on the, on something. I can't remember what it was. And I said, put up imaginary friend for a minute. Because I knew that Bob was about that thing. It, it's go, kind of over the second verse. I knew so we need something. So I went and found inside my, uh, I think it was a motif, Yamaha yeah. mm-hmm. motif. I went and found the thing that just said, uh, you know, nylon string acoustic guitar. And I just went, okay. Let's do that. So it's really cool. And then later on, we actually use a nylon string acoustic guitar. Yeah, well, you're, you're that whole finger that picking thing. Well, I, and I pulled all the reverbs. I had Gary oh, sing flat, and I just, I just, I didn't want take one. I pulled this thing out of the closet and seen it for <laughs> years, tuned it up, boom, knocked it off. And uh, and but the other stuff that really kind of cool chordal stuff that's going mm-hmm. in the second verse, that's all keyboard. No, it's not, it faked me out. Yeah. I'm like, yeah, that's a too. cool part. Yeah, I was listening right. when you were doing Well, it was that, a sample, like... so I don't feel so bad, but I mean, still. Some people think it's a harpsichord. Some, I mean, well, Where is the harpsichord? There's harpsichord on something, isn't it? Uh, that would be on... Maybe that was just me. Oh, there was the one. Yeah, Will played harpsichord, a harpsichord patch on Only Way Down. Only Way Down. Now... It was, uh, I'm trying to get that. Eduardo Del Barrio did yeah. the string arrangement. Now, you Gary, have. Gary you, and Ed, Eddie, Eddie have known each other for hundreds of years. Well, let me understand something in building this song up. You, because there's that, that whole thing, that whole quartet thing just builds. Yeah. And did you already, when he was writing the string arrangement, did you already do the guitar part where the electric guitar came in? Because it all works really cool. No, no, we, we, we kind of added the electric guitar on another session. I mean, it, it was all just on the, on actually on the 12 string. I don't even think I had the acoustic, the, the gut string in there. Mm-hmm. And we just made a rough, handed it to Eddie, and he just went, oh, oh yes, I'm in. Count me in. Forget Because about it's it. interesting, because the guitar part you're working kind of works with some of the other string parts. Yeah. It's almost the same line. Well, I think he a lot of that's a lot of that's uh, uh, Eduardo. He's he's such a great musician. He's scary good. Yeah, how good he is. Well, no, I mean he's a great, but it's amazing that your guitar, the what you did on the guitar part, it sounds like it's meant to be. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I probably listened, heard what was going on there, and went, well, let's double that. I mean, I added the electrics just to go. Let's we've taken it. It's building. It's building. It's building. Let's just build it one 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 further. And the best way to do that is put hard electric guitar on it. And I suggested it to Gary. He said, on this song? I said, yep. Let's do it. It works. Yeah, it works. and it kind of worked because we had the drums in there and everything. So It, it kinda... just gives the strings a little more push to yeah. it. To yeah, it. it does. Then uh, you did the 12 strings? Well, we both did the 12 strings. Because that's a cool little riff that you start to do. do, do, do the, the little... Well, the, I, I wrote the bridge. Yeah, so what happened the is bridge that... Chord. I'll show you what those chords are real quick. If you're on... Uh, oh, that's there. Because I heard the twelve string bump bump. But did you double all the arpeggio, or you just played those doom, doom, doom? Uh, I think I did the arpeggio on the twelves <laughs> and on the uh, and on the other thing, and then Gary on an overdub. Gary did boom, 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 boom. Oh, okay. So you're doing that yeah. one because you're digging in there. It's a great sound. What now? What twelve strings were you using? Use my uh, well. Uh, we used two different types. No, actually, they were the same type of guitar. Yeah. I just had one, and you owned one. Yeah. Alvarez? It's an Alvarez. Yeah. Alvarez. So, I got a, it's sound. the same. I had a. I had. Uh, I got three different guitars from Alvarez years ago. Yuri was was a company. That was Yuri. Yeah. And uh, and I got a uh, the, the, this acoustic that we have at home. It's just a straight ahead six string. It sits in the in the living room all the time. Will plays it forever. He's got two beautiful tailors. I mean, just sweet tailors. But whenever he records, he's got to go get my old funky Alvarez. He says, <laughs> I just have better luck with this than I do with mm-hmm. these, these pristine guitars. Now, what I, guitar is this? It's an Alvarez. Uh, uh, That's an Alvarez, too. Yeah. That's a beautiful sounding guitar, too. Is that a Yuri one, huh? too? One of the Yuri? 
Yeah. Alvarez, Yuri is yeah. the same company. Yeah, they've so changed. The I think they've changed now, but it, yeah, that was Yuri the original. Yuri is the, the name in Japan. Yeah. You know, had another one. Well, the, one of the three that you got it. Yeah. So right. me and Bill are both playing the 12 strings, but how it happened is I had the idea for the verses. Which is this, this business. Yes. It, it's, down, it's all down a half step in. So I played that on the 12 string, and then he came up with the chorus, and I went, well, I don't know the chorus, <laughs> so I handed him the guitar, and he played it, and when it came back to the verse, he handed me the guitar. And we punched in for each other. Yeah, we you know. punched in for I didn't even think at that point, I realized I had the auto-punch <laughs> thing going on, so we were... Mm -hmm. Leaning over each other, hitting three. Number know. three, number three. <laughs> so we have a, a, a ball working in there. I mean, I wish I could play some of the stuff that we're doing lately. It's insane. Well, when a new album comes out, you have to just come back. Yeah. Yep. That's basically it. There, there's some there's some things on that thing that are oh my God. around the bend. Yeah, actually, <laughs> this album's been out since what year? About a year and a half, maybe. No, something like that. Since almost since we started doing the yeah, movie thing, right? Yeah, it took the world by drizzle. So and, I mean, and we're, we're doing we're another show. We're hours. doing a, a a show in Temecula yeah. at the town town theater there. I saw that. Yeah. On November second. It's old old town old, old town old Temecula. Yeah. It's cute. We're going to be there. driving because we're doing the because uh, we're doing the Santa Barbara the trap with, show with Michael up in uh, at the Lobero in Santa Barbara on mm -hmm. the first. Mm -hmm. Yep, I'll be there. Kind of every year, and it's a big benefit for trap. Yeah. The Rhythm Arts Project. So Michael, Michael Eddie Tadori, we must say his name. Ellis Hall's doing Pockets. it this year. It's going to yeah. be fun. Ellis was on it last year, too. It's pretty cool. He just cruised in as a jammer this year. Oh, yeah. Gonna... He's <laughs> official this, this year, year. I know Ellis. He'll take it over. <laughs> <laughs> That's just the way he is. And I don't mind because, man, that guy can... That guy he can, can sing. He can sing time, news, and weather. And then he picks up sang. a bass and tears you up. <laughs> he picks up a guitar and makes you crazy. He's just insane. I've seen him play drums. He was playing drums at the NAMM show. <laughs> like, Imagine wow. he can play anything he wants yep. to play. Yeah. Always with a big smile. <laughs> now, while he's tuning, I want to ask you guys, how do you do this live? How do you approach it? Carefully. Okay. Um, we just... We just do what we, we just... Well, well, I'll tell you, everybody's in it. we got Bill Bodine playing bass. Right. Now, Bill goes back and forth from bass club to treble club. He plays trumpet with a bunch of bands. He plays bass with us. And uh, he, he actually, with us, he went and got a five-string because there was so many, so much moog bass on there. He had to be able to get down below, you know. And uh, and then we have uh, Burley Drummond playing playing all these things, even stuff that Alan played live on the on the record. And we have Mary Harris. And Mary Harris. On uh, keyboard. Mrs. And Mrs. Drummond on keyboard and, and, and vocal. She's an amazing Cutie musician. pie and super. But she super played, great And talent. she plays on, on, on Imaginary Friends. She does all the, the string She does the whole music. string arrangement. All That's cool. Stuff. So, you, you, yeah. well, with the extra people, you have a pretty full. Yeah, I mean, we've, yeah. we've, we've, we've you know, even within the band, we've had suggestions of like, oh, man, let's just, let's just run a click track and run all this, you know, flaw, you know, uh, Carve, carve that stuff on it. Just went, it's just, it's yeah. Not, There's a lot of vocals. My, it ain't in my. In I know a lot of people are doing that now, but I mean, it's always great to have a real doing band. That now. If you're going to see a show at the Greek Theater or anything like that, you're hearing what's already on tape. Yeah, a crazy. lot of it. And I imagine yeah. if we were doing giant festivals like one right after another, yeah. you know, like hundred shows at a time, you know, at a bigger you sound, you probably would need something like that. You'd probably need that to be. But we do basically the three of us sit down and rehearse all our vocal, and then if we get Mary over, Mary sings Mary a little bit on Mary does some of the songs. Too. Yeah. So Mary sings, and then, and you know, then we just. I think some of this material it up flies right over some of the audience's head. That wouldn't be the first time with me. I've been enjoying that particular bit of business for a long time. <laughs> Let's do something. You guys want to make some noise? Yeah, we we have time. Real before you start, what do you guys use live? Uh, I use a montage uh, piano. Okay. The new Yamaha. Talk to me. Beautiful piece. Okay. Heavier than hell, but it's, it's worth guitar wise. What are you using? Uh, guitar. I'm using a. a uh, I'm using the same kind of pedals he's got, the ME80. Okay. Into uh, uh, red plate. Okay, red plate. And Carmen. then you're using the Strat and. And I'm using the Strat into the red plate. So even the acoustic things, I just use my. Chorus. You use this guitar live? The, no, I just 
put the strings on this yesterday. That's the reason why I'm playing. I don't want to get my hands <laughs> off of it. I'm loving this guitar. Because, I mean, I spent probably my whole my whole life, I mean, Gary kind of, where'd you get all that kind of stuff? And I just playing gut string acoustic guitars with fingers. Yeah. For years. I mean, I don't think I had a, a six-string, wire-string uh, guitar for 20 years. You know? Wow. I just Unless I was playing, I mean, I started off with an ES-175, you know, jazzy guitar. And I did all that kind of stuff, and then I got a, got an ovation, and, and that was kind of what I lived on for years. Mm-hmm. And finally, I went, man, nobody's going to hear this in a band, you know. If you got to do acoustics, you do something, you can really get a strum thing and get yeah. some get some glisten to it. So I started doing, you know, what you know, uh, steel string stuff. But uh, before that, it was all you know, everything I played was mm-hmm. mostly just in my house. I'm, you know, I'm, I've every band that I've ever been in, I've got guys that are that play fucking circles around me completely you know i mean carmen's ridiculous you know and you know haggerty before him was unbelievable gary's unbelievable so i'd kind of find my little spot you know where i need to where i need to be and uh and and as far as my real you know stuff that i do as a guitar i sneak it at home i just do it at home pretty much i don't do it on well it's tasty it really is well you know but just in terms of really really creating on guitar uh, it's it's a home thing more than yeah. it is live now, now, Gary, what do you use live? You, I presume you're using this guitar as your main. Yeah, I, I have this guitar. I have a double of this guitar in case I break a string. <clears throat> and a 75 Les Paul Custom. Oh, wow. Okay. Um, in the, That'll kill your shoulders before anything else. Yeah, happens. it's more like playing a log. <laughs> um, and I use um, the ME80. And um, for most of our gigs, especially the smaller gigs, I'll use a Fender Concert Amp, Rivera. Um, oh, amps. nice. Yeah. I've had them on the show. Great amp. Celestian. Yeah. yeah, I got one at my house. It's too. a great amp. And if we do bigger shows, you know, I'll use the Marshall, 1973 Marshall Super oh, okay. 100. And I'll use it, sometimes I'll use it in combination and just have a yeah. B switch. Oh, that's very cool. Well, I'm going to give you enough time to do a good. Good, good, full song. So before we start, well, give this, us this, this the song we're going to do, or do we got another one? Whatever you're going to do is you can do the whole song. I'm going to give you like four or five okay. minutes so you can do so it. So guys, let's go ahead and do Chagall. But real quick, let's uh, where you guys announce again where you're playing, what's going on. Uh, disc you can buy pretty much everywhere. Yes, Amazon, iTunes, yeah, uh, CD Baby's a good spot. Their okay. gigs. Uh, Our gigs. Uh, Their gigs. <laughs> dot net forward slash shop. Yeah. Okay. And uh, you, we'll just sell no, it to BillChamplin.com. Oh, yeah, BillChamplin.com forward slash shop, and uh, and we'll send it to you. Steve Picaro just um, just texted oh, me sweet. and said thank you for the, the little, you know. Sweet. Well, I had some news that, you know, we booked Mark Bonilla's band at Bogey's, and I heard Steve is going to be on the show. Oh, cool. Yes. yes. Hey, he was supposed well, to be Steve, Mark did all this guitar the... stuff for Steve when he was doing Justify. On the oh, yeah. 27th at Bogey's? Um, I think we're playing Bogey's on the 27th of November. No, the 24th. That's what I meant. <laughs> I don't know. I had asked you. <laughs> I think it was it's the 24th. 24th? Because yeah. I thought I looked And Mark Bonilla's on uh, January 26th. Okay. And then Carmen's going to play everybody. It's a whole family thing now, you know? We're talking. Okay. <laughs> this is uh, Dreaming of Chagall. Written by Tamara Chamberlain. Sending out a message straight through the night across the universe. Thanks. 